Hello and welcome to GameSpot After Dark episode 154. Why can I have... Uh, I'll fix it. Hello. Don't worry. <laughs> this shouldn't be happening for everyone else. It's just us. Okay. Sweet. Uh, I am your host, Morsain. John Luke is currently running around the room to fix something. Thank you, John Luke. Um, we're also joined in the studio by Jordan Ramey. What up, what up? You sounded like God there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, I, like, really kinda freaked me it. out. I kind of liked it. <laughs> I was like, oh, is this what power feels like? <laughs> my voice bellowing and echoing out through the internet pipes. Jean-Luc, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm enjoying this beautiful temperate weather that yeah, we have in normal are you bragging are you bragging i don't know today? what are you talking about this is, <laughs> this is just a normal day in san francisco the rest of the world seems to be like straight up on fire right now <laughs> we're all just, just and we're like i came out this morning of my apartment and it I got was a little like, cold i was like oh it's cold today and i messaged lucy i was like it's cold today so wrap up warm Sounds and, nice. um, it is 60 yeah. right now yeah insane um, and like meanwhile just around us like everything's just literally on fire people are just like melting. it's 80 degrees where i live it's and that's like cold right now that is the thing like. is that <laughs> the second you leave the city it immediately will jump up like 10 degrees mm, witchcraft never, never leave the city easy yeah just do that Jordan. like just don't leave the city. i need to sleep at some point <laughs> i need to go home and sleep there have been multiple times where i will leave to go catch the bus be like ah Great weather, t-shirt, perfect. Mm -hmm. The second I get off the bus in the city, like freezing. it's freezing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the temperate weather as a, as a Brit. Meanwhile, the fellow Brits in Britland are just like, <laughs> no. there's a video of a man just in a bin full of like cold water or something oh my God. and ice. Like literally in a bin, like a wheelbarrow bin. And people are like, there's a video of someone like talking to him and being like, why are you in a bin? You're not allowed to be in a bin. And he's like, I can be in a bin if I want to be in a bin. <laughs> Good for uh, him. It's uh, quite funny. Um, just the three of us this week. Mm -hmm. Lucy is unavailable this week, um, working from home. So we're doing this live and direct. If you are watching live on twitch.tv forward slash GameSpot, thank you. Mm -hmm. If you haven't already, hit the old follow button. Improves the numbers, which makes people in suits happy. Makes the numbers go up. Makes the numbers go up. Mm -hmm. That's what I say in my chat, yeah. Um, and if you're watching on podcast services, thank you also. Hit the, I don't know, subscribe, uh, review. I don't know, whatever, whatever you do on uh, podcast <laughs> stuff. It's a different button. It's a different, uh, yeah, hit Every the other time. button. Um, uh, so let's jump into the part of the show where we talk about what we've been up to. We're going to go with Jean-Luc to begin with, because oh, Jean-Luc has got a veritable smorgasbord of things. You have so many games. Yeah, <laughs> so you guys uh, talked about a lot of really cool games last week. You talked about uh, Escape Academy, you talked about Power Wash Simulator, uh, Tam, you talked about uh, Ponpy, is that how you say it? Pointy. Pointy. Uh the Netflix mobile game mm -hmm. uh, so i played all of those <laughs> played everything you guys recommended and uh yeah those are all extremely good games we did not lie to you no you didn't um i think i did escape academy in like one sitting because it's not a very long game did you play it solo no 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 no, no. i good. played it with with good. georgia yeah no, <laughs> the I, correct way to play i uh i heard from one uh, jordan roommate that's the correct way to play that game <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, it really scratches that that like uh, 
so our favorite game uh, to play together is probably um, Overcooked mm. because I think that is a game where um, it, it's like the ultimate like relationship tester. Mm. Uh, not just in if like you can survive Overcooked, your relationship can survive anything. Yeah. So <laughs> so like I hear all these horror stories from people being like, oh yeah, I tried playing it with. A- my girlfriend or my partner and we we had to stop because it was just causing problems and i was like i don't know what you're talking about you and me (laughs) we were in perfect synchronization (laughs) we were drift compatible (laughs) i think this means that it was meant to be and Mm -hmm. that we're just we're just a a flawless couple so uh that's kind of how i feel when we were playing escape academy (laughs) where we were just like in sync with each other and Mm. it's just like okay uh great you go over there what do you see and then we're just like communicating back and forth telling each other exactly like i got this key great i think it goes over here and it was just so much fun i assume you played just split screen on uh one console as opposed to each one of you no actually we did uh a computer next to each other um, which was interesting because uh i didn't expect that it would also still show you the split screen the whole time you currently can't turn split screen off well, it is really useful because you can see what the other person yeah, exactly. sees, so they can just stare at like uh, like a key like, code yeah, or yeah. something, and then you can just like put that in. Sometimes it it didn't work right though; it would like freak out. So you would like open up the menu, and it would show a different item than the one they were on. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to like kind of look over and at her actual screen. Say, I've seen it. I've seen a few people on social media posting that they want like quote-unquote hard mode for that game where it doesn't do the split screen mm. even on online multiplayer so you really have to like listen to the other person yeah, like trying to describe it. like what they're uh seeing um i'm like i i, I feel like it's just so easy not i don't think just... it would make it that much harder personally. yeah exactly yeah because <laughs> yeah. we were already doing that like just the screen was nice but I, at least for us it was like oh mm. it's not gonna it does kind of make the whole uh passing items back and forth the mechanic feel superfluous like when i was playing that oh yeah co-op, never... i'm like i don't think i ever once was like oh i should pass this item off to dave or to nat who i sometimes play with and it's like no i should just hold on to it and whenever this item needs to be used yeah i'll walk over and do exactly yeah <laughs> like, i think we did it like <laughs> i think i accidentally give her something one time I was like oops didn't mean to do that yeah I, i'm still haven't played it but i'm excited to check it out um, Jacob McCourt in the Twitch chat says, we had to stop playing Overcooked 2 because my partner wanted to play the game again after the Platinum on PS4. <laughs> Wait, after the Platinum? Done the Platinum and I was like, need more. For Overcooked or Overcooked 2? Two. 2. Well, there's you, also... You have to get like three stars on every level. Not only is there Overcooked, to... there is Overcooked, Overcooked 2, and there is like a complete edition that mm. combines both games together. We have played all three of those to oh 100%. And Georgia was the exact same way. We would beat it and she'd be like, I want more. Let's get more. Damn. We have to do it. We never did. We, we three-starred everything. We didn't four-star everything. The four stars in that game, which I think only unlock after you beat it, mm. are stupidly difficult. And I was like, okay, we're not that good. But we did right. three-star everything. So as far as I'm concerned. Do you have to four-star it all or three-star no. for platinum? Three-star three star for platinum. Four-star is like your... It's like the uh, the like hidden uh, red medals and, and mm. uh, uh, neon white where it's just like, this is for the like extreme yeah. gamers. Um, and they're they're really really hard <laughs> i think yeah. we got like one uh just by like accident and we're like we're not we're not trying that yeah that sounds messed up um i'm trying to figure out what other games could work as a kind of similarity for georgia 
like a similar thing for that. I can't think of many that are yeah, that like specifically like, relationship stressors or games well, like or Overcooked games and like Overcooked games that are that inadvertently are, yeah. A, mm. they, they they like require a level of like cooperation that is incredibly yeah. satisfying for us. What's that? Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck! Like stop talking. Yeah, and don't, blow, don't talk and don't. nobody explodes. Or like, <laughs> yeah, that would actually someone or someone explodes. Or yeah, that would actually be a really fun one. Um, Basically, ooh. games where like you have to actually open your mouth and talk to the other person, and if you don't, you're going to lose. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, would, ooh, that would actually be a good one because I think um, that game's in VR as well. Yeah. Is that on the uh, the the Quest Two? Oh, maybe. maybe. I'm not sure. If it's not, it should be. It should be, I would, yeah. That would be really fun. Uh, in the Giant Bomb chat, Rentaro Sensei says, love is in a dangerous space-time. Oh, that's oh pretty good that's good I haven't one. played that one. That might be a good yeah, one. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, uh, Blessing was telling me about uh, Operation Tango, where like one of you is a spy and the other one's a hacker. Oh. Um, yes. So it's like one of you has the specific skills to be able to like open certain doors and like hack into cameras to see where the guards are, and the other person has like the actual skills to like do things in the field. So you have to like communicate with one another. We wanted to play that on. one because uh, it was uh, like a PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. uh, like freebie for that month. But it did not have any split screen. So I was like, you need a second so PlayStation. A second. And I was like, ah, no, I want that. <laughs> so we just were like, eh, maybe later. Uh, Jacob McCourt says, moving out. Though jo- Jacob does specify that didn't like it. Uh, we did play moving out, and uh, which is kind of like uh, Overcooked, where you, you're trying to um, like move furniture. You're like mm. a bunch of movers, and you mm-hmm. have to move furniture like out of the house into... Um, to like the moving truck it's mm. got it's it's physics space so i think there's kind of mm. you end up fighting against the game a little bit where it's more just like it's not like, like oh. overcooked where it's like a very like specific machine where it's like if yes. i do this task over and over again i will just be a there robot. is a precision oh. to overcook that is incredibly <laughs> satisfying where move out you're just like okay we're just gonna, like if we could just move a little bit <laughs> and, and um, so yeah, we just didn't didn't enjoy playing it as much, and I think we only played a couple levels, and we're just like, eh, it's okay, but mm. it wasn't it wasn't really doing it. What the would this about- genre of game be called? Like <laughs> relationship stresses. <laughs> yeah. the, the the thing about them is they require quite a high level of um, literacy and like proficiency with video games. Sure, right? Like you you got to be good at using a controller. Mm-hmm. And kind of like playing video games. I wonder if there's anything like that 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 would be cool. Kind of like, hey, I play this with my friend or my partner, but they have not a lot of uh, kind of. Did you proficiency. ever play? Uh, it was super popular for for a hot minute. Um, oh, what the fuck is it called? It's a mobile game where you can connect up to like four or five people, and you are all on a spaceship that is. Uh, among among us? us? No, Damn no, it. no, not among us. <laughs> You're all in a spaceship that is constantly uh, like in danger of exploding, and everyone has a task they need to this do. This sounds you, you, like Among Us. Are you sure? It's not? No, no, no. It's, <laughs> you gaslight us. <laughs> and then an assassin shows up. Uh, but everyone has like a, a bunch of tasks. Like you'll have a little switch, or you'll have this. Um, but you'll also have instructions, and so. 
your instruction doesn't line up to your task, space so you'll team. need to space team. Yes, yeah. thank you to Fatbot and Giant Bomb. Space team is fantastic. Uh, that was really popular when back when I went to PAX a lot, which was great because mm. everyone in PAX would play it, and it would be like the perfect game. Like you'd be waiting in like the two-hour line to get into the Giant Bomb panel, and <laughs> then you would just make friends with all the people around I you because everyone team? would just be playing space team. Oh yeah, uh, great game. Highly recommend it. Um, that's a good one. That's a fun like kind of cooperative stressful mm-hmm. game mm. yeah it's, it's relationship stress it seems like the right tag for that name mm. um it does make a lot of sense but yeah I, i've still not played escape academy i do want to check it out i think i'm gonna play it with lucy once um she's ready it's not that long it's like four no. hours right that's why i'm really happy that they're yeah, coming out with more four levels. hours if that like we we literally plowed through it in, in yeah. one setting we we're just like just keep going. I was saying, just if you ju- if you ignore the dialogue, you just like blast. Through. Yeah, yeah, the dialogue's but, okay. Yeah. It was it's, fine. Yeah, it's kind of just like set dressing there yeah. to kind of like just be like, hey, you're getting better at being a student at this totally. academy. Yeah. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I I liked some of the um, character design. Oh yeah, the character design is yeah. really yeah, it's cool. Got, it's got good art and stuff. I really like uh, the computer teacher. Yes, yes, the computer <laughs> teacher is good. Um, I like the little rat. Uh, <laughs> The little rat. Is, what was his name? Oh, I forget his name. Is it Sebastian? No. No, no. but he, he liked donuts, and I was like, oh, yeah. he's good. I like him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, they're doing DLC where they're going to add, I think they're doing do, two DLC packs with five levels yeah. each, so eventually they'll have twice as much content. It's like which one at the end of this year, I think, and then another one early next year, well, I good. think. Yeah. yeah. So very, very big fan of that. Yeah. I'm excited to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have you been playing? Uh, I got really into uh Pawn P, right? Point P, yeah. Point P. Uh, that that game is hella good. Yeah. Uh, that is like the the perfect little mobile like just one more try kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, really intuitive to play as well. Yeah, I mean, like from the person who made Downwell, so like mm-hmm. that totally tracks. Where it just like is that easy like pick up and play. Um. Uh, yeah. Does it get more complex as time goes on? Because it feels. How far like did you get? Uh, I played like basically the couple, a couple of levels, and it was a lot of like bounce off the walls, collect the coins, and just keep going upwards. So the as you further you go, I, I struggled a lot at the beginning, and then I eventually was like, oh wait, you can collect uh, little like power ups that uh, kind of like give you different abilities. Mm. So there's stuff like, oh, every time you smash a pot, it'll have a fruit in it, or oh. hitting an enemy will have a fruit. The strategy comes from. Uh, chaining like the enemies you want to be hitting enemies constantly because every time you hit an enemy it gives you back a jump yeah and so you're just bouncing that and if you can do it right you can go forever oh. um and then like the pro strat once you get to the higher levels the pro strat is to um like once you get really good at chaining it is you want to chain at the very very beginning because the beginning it's like you just got to collect like oh one fruit and it's easy and so then you get, uh, but you get every bonus fruit you collect gives you more to your level. Mm. So if you chain at the very beginning and you get a really high chain, you can go from like level one to level like 10 in like one shot Ooh, like really quickly. Okay. So that's the pro strat there. Yeah. Um, also, did you do any of the like little puzzle uh, side stuff that they have? No, no. So if you go to the, um, the right at the beginning on the main menu, there's like this little chair you can sit on and there is a series of, I want to say five or six uh, like puzzle uh, style like right. little stages where it'll give you a very limited number of jumps and it's like collect all the fruit using only this many jumps and so it's like a just kind of like a fun little bite-sized version of it where you kind of have to like think more about like ooh like how am I gonna 
uh, like precision do this exact mm. kind of like stage and, and they're not super difficult but I found them to be like a really fun break from like mm. doing the normal mode of like okay I'm gonna take a break do a couple do of puzzles puzzle, yeah. mm-hmm. and then go back to it so yeah highly recommend it it's it's amazing how uh like polished it is and it's also really nice to play a mobile game where there's no ad there's yeah. no microtransaction nonsense like it's just a it's just a video game it's like early days mobile game. yeah mm-hmm. it gave me that vibe and it's like the only reason it can be that is because like netflix is funding it yeah. yeah and it's like tied to that which is like eh, i kind of hate that like you know you have to have a netflix account to play like that game but at the same time i'm also like no ads yeah but like the game <laughs> i'm getting is like a really nice premium experience yeah. for mobile and i like i still that. find it so funny that this dude was just like what if i just make the same game but you're going in the opposite direction? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it works yeah. and it's yeah. brilliant yeah, it's like, like <laughs> complete reverse it's also like super colorful versus just like the kind of yeah, one color white, yeah yeah, yeah I, I like it a lot um, i'm definitely going to play more i'm going to play another netflix game that you've also been playing oh yeah into the breach. Into the breach. I loaded that up on my iPad. Mm-hmm. Such a good game. <gasps> what Such a good, a good what a good experience. Yeah. How much did you play of the original? I played. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm kind of shit at Into the Breach. I'm not very good at it. Uh, but I did play. I want to say a good like five or six hours. I didn't. I don't think I ever beat it. But I had like I just had a really last level of that game is really hard. No, I think I got to like the last level and then I was like, "Fucking, I can't do this." Jesus Christ. Yeah. But because there's multiple like if there's multiple phases to that last fight, and if you Mm -hmm. mess up at any point, it's like, well, I'm back at the beginning. I have to like get back to that point. I would say as soon as I beat it, I don't think I ever tried to beat into the breach a second time. FTL (laughs) was the same thing for me, where I would always get to the end of FTL and then just fucking crash and burn horribly because <laughs> i could never actually beat it uh but i it either way it just I, it's a really fun relaxing game to play mm-hmm. like a, you know i like that um you can really it, it it works really well with the ipad because you can just kind of put it away and then just like grab it and be like oh okay yeah play do, a few turns. just do a few turns really really mull on it you know marinate on what you want to do next and then come back to it mm-hmm. yeah. what's your go-to in into the breach are you like close range sniping trying to knock people like into stuff like a mixture of different strategies uh i find knocking to be the best because Mm -hmm. uh my go-to is knocking people either like off the land into the water or knocking them into the little uh the enemies that are like coming out from under the ground because then they're they just take care of themselves yeah Um, and so i try and use that a lot as my Mm -hmm. strategy yeah um so people who are wondering like this is obviously an older game yeah, um, but it's 2018. 2018. Mm, yeah. yeah. So like, it's now back, published through Netflix mm-hmm. on mobile, and it's got a bunch of new stuff in it. Five new squads, fifteen new achievements for yep. the squad. Seven. You can select them on the menu. So if you uh, aren't Click. familiar with the game, you can like just play the base version first to get used to it before you activate the new stuff, or you can just activate the new stuff right away, yeah. which is cool. Mm-hmm. Twelve new missions, three new bonus mission goals. Four new pilots, ten new random pilot abilities. God, I completely forgot that there was the whole like pilots with yep. their special abilities yep. aspect of that game. Mm-hmm. That Dude, game is so good. so good. It's so good. I love it's teasing Ed about the fact that he gave it a nine out of ten because he's so mad that he gave it. Uh, we nine might, out of we 10. might write history with that one. <laughs> history with that one. Every time and, news and about that game comes up, he's like, "I should have given it a 10. the the <laughs> the port's great. The touch controls are super intuitive and and straightforward. Like it feels 
really natural to play. I saw a couple people on the um, app store saying how I guess like it it wasn't like working for them or it would crash or like it wouldn't recognize their account and being like, oh, this is the only Netflix game that's been giving me grief. Mm. I had no problems. I loaded in right away. Um, okay. But hopefully they sort out whatever well, issues that they'll fix it just because this having. is a big get for them. Yeah. I wonder if you can find it easily now because when I was trying to find it, it was so. That's the one thing I do not like about that Netflix experience is when you load it up on mobile. uh, So when I load it up on my phone, I had to scroll. There's no just like game section at the top because it says like movies, TVs, and like search, but it doesn't say games. I had to scroll through and it would be like, oh, here's all your like anime you like, here's uh, your comedies <laughs> to recommend. And then in the middle, it just you had like, weeb. here's some games. And I was like, that's a really weird way to present that. Like, people are going to miss I that. I almost wonder if it's just how, how many games does Netflix have? Because I clearly remember there like being a time where like that's how the anime yeah. on Netflix was. And then after a while, they did add an anime section when. Netflix finally had like 30, 40 different anime. Well, the on other their weird service. thing is, is when I finally found the game section, it only showed me like five or six games, and it didn't show me Into the Breach. And I was like, oh, hmm. is it not yeah, out? If, right now, if you search for Into the Breach, you get nothing. So I had to search Into the Breach, and then it popped up. I don't, me. I don't get. That. But this was also on iPad. On iPad, I didn't even get that game thing, like scrolling, like. Mm-hmm. The because the, the iPad app looks kind of different um, than the uh, like iPhone mobile app, mm-hmm. so I don't know. They 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 need to make yeah. that like more upfront. It needs to be an option right at the top. If you Just search like for games, in, if you search for Into the Breach, you get nothing. If you search for Netflix, you get nothing. If you search for Netflix Into the Breach, you get the game. Oh, is, are you trying to do this on the like App Store? Yeah. Oh, see, I was actually doing it within the Netflix app oh, itself. Mm-hmm. Is how I was doing it. Yeah, and then like you can also search for Netflix games, and then it will give you a couple of games like. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. yeah. I was I was doing this in the Netflix app, uh, which also there's a, l- not there's a, a few games. There's a Stranger Things games. There's yeah. a Netflix Exploding Kittens game, Crispy Street. I don't know what that is, and Into the Dead Two. Mm. Does All Netflix right. do any cross promotion like on? between their games and TV shows and movies. Because I was just thinking, like, oh, it would probably, like, be really smart if they're, like... Because they have, like, a Pacific Rim anime on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they should, like, recommend, like, as one of the things, like, when it's like, oh, you're done with this show, you should watch this. It's like, one of the things one of the things should be, like, or you should play Into the Breach. And it's like, if they have, like, a Stranger oh. Things game, it should be, like, when you're done binging through Stranger Things, it's like... We think you might like playing the Stranger this Things game. game. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that would make I sense. I will get there. I think that's yeah. the point. Yeah. I think that's what they're building towards currently. Can't be long before because they, they have it. the oxen free folks right now making a game for them. I'm like, I'm sure like whatever game they make will be this huge like drama narrative thing. Horror kind that, of yeah, team. yeah, exactly. That like yeah. it's like oh, you watched like these types of shows on Netflix. You might like to play this video game or vice versa we see that you've put 10 hours into this game you oh might want to watch these tv shows or movies i'm like, now <laughs> i'm now thinking i'm like putting it together in my head i'm like did they buy the oxen free people just so that they can have the make a stranger things game afterwards maybe like, i mean like, <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if they make their own new game and it has a tv considering show how much the first oxen free is <laughs> like stranger right. things i feel like there's a weird alternate reality <laughs> where like Telltale lasted long enough for Netflix to buy them, and then they're like, "You just make video game versions of all of our of TV all. show properties." Like, I played yeah. the yeah. the Bridgerton 
Netflix game, honestly, like made yes. by Telltale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, this is just like a choice-driven adventure, like in high society and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. absolutely. It will <laughs> happen. happen eventually. It, it will. It's only yeah. a matter of time before like games have TV shows and TV shows have games in the Netflix ecosystem. Yeah, we, we do kind of exist in this weird period where I feel like. Uh, cross-pollination between like brands and games are becoming more common yeah. than it ever used to be mm-hmm. uh like yeah. you know i guess we used to, to have, like we used to have the licensed movie games but those exactly kind of die. but yeah all the like tv show stuff i feel like but so many people are like oh you like these books you probably like this movie or like oh you like these types of movies right. you probably like these books but we very rarely get the cross-pollination yeah. between games and mm. other things like yeah port gwent over to netflix yeah gwent tv show yeah. Let's go. It's like, um, <laughs> what's, the, what's that chess game in TV show? It's just Yu-Gi-Oh! Queen, it's Gambit. Queen's ba- Gambit, Queen. but like... I love that one. there's a Queen's Gambit okay, okay. board game and people are like, do you people forget? Like, what? I would love if they... Netflix, like, hired an anime studio to make, like, a, a, a Gambit like anime and it's just it's just a Yu-Gi-Oh ripoff like it's just it's just like oh that would be so good yeah Gwent as a uh, an anime would be so good as, as a Yu-Gi-Oh clone it's like a Yu-Gi-Oh clone yeah Holy just shit. uh what's his name Geralt as Kaiba or some shit like <laughs> he can't be Yu-Gi he can't be Yu-Gi it's gotta be someone else as well Yugi. no Siri would be Yu-Gi yeah right? Siri would have to be Yu-Gi that yeah. would be good that's that's now just writes itself. That's our next feature: <laughs> casting the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh movie using only Witcher characters. <laughs> has there ever been a Yu-Gi-Oh live-action movie? Is, is there, there must be. There must be. Like I know that there are like like live plays and stuff like that in Japan. There must be. Oh yeah, a there's, movie. there's a Yu-Gi-Oh movie teaser trailer that came out in 2022 apparently, which I don't know what, what? that is. What? No that way. Seems, we would have written about it if that like, was true. That seems like a fake. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's like a fan like project. It doesn't look like there is one. Yu-Gi-Oh live action mm. film. No one wants to actually uh, figure out how to bring Blue Eyes White Dragon to the big screen. Yu-Gi-Oh live action film. Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean they did. They made the they made the movie. Uh, the animated movie. Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist Kingdom is a 2027 action-adventure film. What? What? 2027? <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're so, planning <laughs> it for five years from now? This, is, this, feels, this feels wrong. <laughs> this doesn't seem real. It, yeah, it looks kind of... This Suspicious. Like someone just added this to a fandom page and is like, okay. Justin Timberlake as Yami Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask who would play... Your live action Yu Gi Oh cast. Okay, so Yami Yugi, played by Justin Timberlake. Okay, Perfect. sure. Okay, okay. Let's see who okay. else we got. We got. Who's Kaiba? We got Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is in. I don't know what he's in. What is he in? Movies. Let's hit movies. I don't know who that is. He's in Kick Ass, Kick Ass 2. Who do you get Kaiba? Uh, he plays Yugi Muto. Um, Joey Wheeler, played by Alex. Pettyfair. I don't know any of these people. Who are these people? I don't know any of these people. <laughs> Alex Pettyfair is in... You see, they're people that they're not famous now, but I like five before. years from now, they'll mm. be like big hit yeah, names. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried as Tia Gardner. I want uh, I want like Tom Holland as like Yugi. <laughs> <laughs> I want Tom Holland wearing a ridiculous <laughs> fucking wig. <laughs> so you want to know who they cast as Kaiba? Who yes. they cast as Kaiba? Chris Pine. <laughs> Chris Pine? <laughs> That's an 
odd choice. Yep. I was going to say Robert Pattinson. <laughs> mm, I don't know if that will work either. Right? Liam Hemsworth as Duke Devlin. <laughs> Emma Stone as My Valentine. Emma Stone as My Valentine? No. Emma Watson as Serenity Wheeler. Hell what? no. Son, Who do son, you think son they brother cost? in the chat is like Cumberbatch's Kaiba. Actually, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch's Kaiba would be yes. incredible. Who do you think absolutely as Maximilian Pegasus? I could not guess. I mean, based on this list, Mads like Mickelson throwing darts at a board. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I mean, okay. he was in the Mummy movie, so, who like, clearly. Th- yeah. <laughs> who do you think they casted as Odeon? Or o- Odeon? Uh, Rashid? The bald guy. Oh, oh. I don't know. Dwayne Johnson. Okay, oh sure, sure. God. What about Bakura? I think uh, it's Bakura. Got, wait, hold on. Who's where's Bakura, 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 Bakura? Apologies to our, our audience that doesn't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I'm just this, listing off all these this, character this, this names. This is a podcast now. <laughs> we, got, we got Captain Stephen Hiller. Do you remember that character? No. President Thomas Jane Whitmore. Kind Ooh. of. Uh, Bill Pullman. <laughs> Thomas, uh, Jeff Goldblum. What, because he David played the president in yeah. Independence Day? Like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> None of these, see, the rest terrible of casting. Really shit. Yeah, that's, that's all the main Could characters. you imagine if, like, five years from now... Like this actually happens. Happens. Yeah. Like <laughs> Tom Cruise as Maximilian Pegasus. If you want to watch a really good video, I was watching this the other day for some reason. Um, what is a uh, Mother's Basement's video on the world building of Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, I haven't which, seen that one yet. It's an older one, but it's a really good one where he just kind of gets into like how completely insane the world of Yu-Gi-Oh is because the entire economy of the planet revolves around a card yeah, game. Yeah, like it's all everyone that. does. Like everyone <laughs> just plays dual monsters. Like all other games are just like outlawed or like no one fucking plays them. They've all died because no one cares cuz like everyone just plays dual Yu-Gi-Oh. monsters. <laughs> To the point where, like, the entire city's economy and there's, like, academies made for people to, like, have a professional career in Dual Monsters. And I'm like, but also they're like, yeah, but also, like, they pretty much solve all of our energy problems and everything's It's like It's like a utopian society, but just everyone plays card games. Do they ever explain why it's a utopian society? Is it just because everyone's basically playing (laughs) card games? Well, well, because, like, the card game is, like, based on the, like, ancient Egyptian, like, monster game, Mm -hmm. which has some, like, kind of soul magic, and I guess at some point they harness the soul magic to like create limitless energy or something i don't know that happened We've in like it's the power of god why would we need nuclear energy that happened in like five d's or Zexel, like <laughs> long after i stopped paying attention to Yu Gi Oh. but Jesus. all right you've also been playing power Wash simulator i've also been playing power Wash simulator do you like it uh, yeah it's really good it's uh uh also playing that one co-op where mm-hmm. we just like we don't even really talk to each other. We just like sit next to each other and clean and just clean. And that's like all we do. <laughs> but it's like really. And then we just like Shut an hour up, goes talk. by, and nice. we just look at each other and we go like, yeah, like Dinner? How, Dinner like, how, like how clean that was. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go. Are you doing the big ones or like the the uh, the kind of smaller or middle size ones? No, we've been we've been going through everything that they've been giving us. We just okay. hit like a big stretch where they had us do a bunch of different cars and trucks. Um, mm. And I think we're about to do. 
Oh, well, well, what are we doing now? We, we like, cleaned up a mansion, and uh, I forget what the next one is, but, like, um, we're, we're, we're at the point where it's there's a lot of graffiti, and you, so you really got to get, like, the, the powerful hoses out uh, yeah. to, to scrub it clean. We did, um, we did the golf course on UPF. Mm. last week and we got it to 99% but we couldn't find that final <laughs> right percent. yes there was like fucking six of us trying to find this one percent and eventually it got to the point where I was like listen I'm going I, I'm, I'm shutting this game down I'm I'm done I'm leaving and like I texted Lucy a little while later and I was like are you still at it and there she was like yep we're still at it just can't find that one percent could you imagine the real life equivalent of that of just like three people just like moving around this thing it's like I know that there's like still one last piece of grime somewhere here mm-hmm. someone in the chat in the gi- giant bomb chat said uh, no one zombie pie said no one tell Tam the truth which leads me to believe something <laughs> happened in <laughs> in the rest of that yeah, I wasn't sure if I should UPF. spoil it but what, I, I what guess what does happen um well they 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 did they did actually do it yeah well I was annoyed when Lucy replied to me I was like no we couldn't find it I was like damn what a bunch of losers <laughs> <laughs> So. <laughs> no, they all they all uh, conspired to to lie to you on, oh, on really? the stream. Yeah, you hate to see it. Lucy was wow. like, "What should I tell him?" And they're like, "Tell him we never did it." Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. Well, now now I feel better about them because <laughs> I was like, at the time, I was like, "Well, how, how absolutely pathetic of them!" No. I couldn't find that one percent, but now I feel better that I am on a team yeah. of gamers again. Yeah, they didn't even play any other games during that UPF. They just kept <laughs> playing Power <laughs> Simulator for like two hours. There was a bit where I was watching, like I was doing other stuff, and I could like I had it the 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 um the kind of um, audio off, but I was like watching from this. Eventually, I was like, I'm going, I'm done with this. Do. <laughs> um, but I'm glad they got that one percent. But yeah, it's such a fun game. Um, yeah. Are you playing it on PC or Steam Deck? I'm playing on PC. Ooh, I didn't even think about Steam Deck. I should. Try. It actually works okay with the uh, touchpad thing. Yeah. Although I guess I'm I am playing it on the Xbox app because Game Pass free. Uh, mm. So I guess I'd have to buy it again if I wanted to do steam deck have um, you tried putting game pass on steam deck yet because there is a way to do it i, I wish tr- they, i wish they would i hope that one day phil spencer is just like let's just make a native app for this thing. yeah like, i'm sure he's trying like, I, uh, i'm sure xbox is reaching out to valve and it's like hey 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 please. <laughs> yeah I, I haven't put it on proper i did try and put on the like cloud uh xbox cloud support mm-hmm. on there um and actually like I ran into some issues where like an option that was supposed to be there wasn't and I was like oh, I don't know what's going on um, it's wild that you can press one button on a website and put every video game console ever onto that Steam Deck yeah but if you want to play a current modern <laughs> system like or, or yeah. the current and modern <laughs> be done. it's like ah. they're like do you want to play Metal Gear Solid 4 on here and you're yeah, like yeah like, just oh, hit this button yeah, and okay. gotta go you want to play every single video game from the Super Nintendo on here yeah, yeah. and then Bungie's like oh but you can't play Destiny 2 on it and I'm like fucking why not Destiny to not work? No, it doesn't work because um, I think because of the cheat engine stuff, mm. it, there's like some weird back end thing where like, so they just don't let you load it up and they're like if you try, they, they straight up told people like if you try and hack to make it work, we will ban your account because oh. I think they're worried about infrastructure. However, there are more games now that, are, that use cheat engine that are slowly adding Steam Deck support so I think hmm. devs are figuring mm-hmm. it out so I am hopeful 
that Bungie eventually figures it out? Because I, I would be very surprised if that one video game that they're desperately trying to make you like live your life inside at all times doesn't do something. To I know. Make it. Like it's it feels like too much sense. So you play Destiny anywhere, everywhere. Yeah, Surely yeah, dude. I just need to grind a couple of bounties yeah. for the day. Like While I'm on the toilet. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, what else have you been playing on your Steam Deck out of interest? You've got one as well, right? Mm-hmm. What are you playing on? I'm, other than I'm volleyball still playing game? Spike Air Volleyball. The uh, man spends $500 <laughs> on a fucking state-of-the-art portable console. And I'm just playing a demo. And he's playing a demo. <laughs> I'll be honest, a lot of my Steam Deck experience right now is just like downloading a game, trying it, and being like, and be like oh, that works. So I was like... The Steam experience. <laughs> I put Okami on. It was like, ooh, Okami HD looks pretty good on this. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm good. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Bloodstain? Symphony of the Moon? Moon no. Bloodstain? Bloodstain. Ritual of the Night? Ritual, okay. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Moon? Night? Mystery? <laughs> <laughs> that runs all right? <laughs> yeah, that, that runs all right. That was pretty good, um, which is cool because I remember... Wasn't the Switch version of that yeah, game yeah, like a was little? Not great. It was doo-doo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to like a maybe That's once the version or twice. I bought as well, and I started playing. And I was like, oh, "Fuck!" It's a bummer because it's a good game, but yeah, it works great on Steam Deck. So I was like, "Ooh, gonna play a little bit of that." <laughs> I haven't found a game that I've like properly like sat down and be like, "I'm gonna play this from start to finish." Oh, I did play a little bit of Dead Space Two on the oh, Steam Deck. Okay. That plays extremely well on the Steam Deck, oh, and I was like, "That one I actually played for Callisto Protocol." I, yeah, it's, it was actually because of Callisto, Callisto Protocol. And I, I ended up playing through the entire, like, intro hospital section, so a good hour. Huh. And I was like, ooh, this is actually Probably pretty good. Probably the creepiest part of that game. Yeah. yeah. I think Returning to the Ishimura is also pretty creepy. I think, like, 360 PS3 era PC ports work, best, work yeah. the best because those games were all designed around, um, like, 720p resolution yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think they I'm- all look really good on the Steam Deck. Like, Dead Space 2 looked yeah. phenomenal. I was mm-hmm. like, this game holds up extremely well. Are you playing Vampire Survivors? I downloaded it. I haven't tr- started it yet. Once you start playing that, you won't play anything else. Is that... Does that work well on, on a oh, yeah, Steam great. Deck? It's great on Steam Deck, yeah. I almost I was, downloaded uh, it. I looked yeah. at the Steam page. I was hovering over the button. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to download Alpha Protocol and take that for a run. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been a while since Oh, that'd be a weird mm-hmm. one. So I'm interested to see how it yeah. works. And that is an underrated game as well. I've actually never played it. It's good. It's good fun. Like, um, it's weird, obviously. Right. Yeah. But if you're like looking for an RPG, you know, from Obsidian or whatever, um, that you want to sink your teeth into, mm. that you probably haven't already played, chances are right. you probably not played Alpha Protocol. Yeah. Um, so that's a good one to try and mess around with a bit. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. Oh, I also downloaded Stardew Valley because I want to m- put mods on it, which you can do apparently. Um, on the Steam Deck for, mm-hmm. for Stardew Valley. Yeah. Because uh, uh, our good friend of the show, uh, Callie Pluggy, has a entire notion sheet of all the mods she uses for Stardew Valley. And I was like, Jesus please Christ. send that my way. I would like to download all of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wonderful. Callie has, like, the heart and soul of a guides writer. Like, I yeah. like I know that's, like, wasn't her beat, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the note taking that she does when yeah. she plays games is <laughs> yes the, the cataloging strong. Oh, zombie pie in the chat says mm-hmm. in the giant bomb chat says the completed fan translation of Shin Megami Tensei PS1 was released today. <gasps> Whoa! To do some illegal stuff. <laughs> what, what was that released on? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But that uh, Shin Megami Tensei One. That's a SNES game, right? A PS1. Oh, PS1. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, PS1. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was a Shin Megami Tensei game on, like, the 
Super, Super Famicoms. Um, I'm not sure. Because PS1 is like Persona 1 and... Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, it looks good as well, the translation. Ooh. Looks very good. Uh, yeah, I might have to. I might have to <laughs> check that out for a little yeah. bit. Little bit. I have a, a, a like EverDrives um, and stuff, mm. so like I can like put like fan translations of like games like and play them on the original hardware, like yeah. on a CRT, which is just like incredibly satisfying. Yeah, like good. I was playing some of like Persona Two Innocence in the original PS2 version, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. The SNES version got an English translation, but it's slightly different. Got it. Okay. Okay. Um, You've also been playing Stray. Yeah. I've been playing. The cat game. I like the cat game. Brinks think of the cat game. Oh, Brinks loves the cat game. That's what I'm, does she like get weirdly excited by it? Because she, Miko is like, the moment now it's got to the point where when I turn the PS5 on and mm-hmm. the beep happens, she gets into position to watch the cat. She's game. like, oh, the okay. cat's popping up. Yeah. So Brinks. Well, first off, if you actually want to see Brinks react to the cat game, you should go check out our uh, video review of Stray, where I mm. she makes a surprise cameo at the end, um, where she's like batting out the the the, the, the TV, yeah. which is really cute. She only actually paid attention to the opening, oh, where where they're all where there's a bunch of cats, where there's a bunch of other cats, and it's like really bright, <laughs> and she was like, "Whoa, what?" The second like it got into the like you know she's actual like, undercity, she kind of stopped paying attention as much. Where the fuck's huh. all the cats? Uh, like her attention span got lost, but then. We, oh, I had to like replay the opening for to like capture something mm-hmm. for for the review, and immediately got interested again. Just like that particular section, she was like crazy interested so, in. I think I think what triggers it for a lot of cats is the butterfly moment where they see the butterfly land on the cat. Oh yeah, no, she is all about like any sort of like bugs yeah. or anything mm. like on a screen freaks out. So Miko, the moment I turn it on, she's watching the entire time. Aww. Like she's like glued to the screen. She's watching. She'll like sit on the ca- edge of the couch and watch. Mm-hmm. And she'll jump down and go and sit right yeah, in front sit of the right TV. in front of it. Maybe sometimes jump, jump up. up yep. And like, yeah. like she tries to nuzzle the other cats. Aww. And sometimes if Aww. I like walk the cat off the screen, she'll go round the back of the TV to look for <laughs> the cat. Uh, like, yes. Yeah. 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 Brink says that too, where she'll look around and be like, what, what, what's going on? Where's <laughs> so this cat? No. I did an interview on CNN this morning. About, really? About Miko uh, what? and playing, playing what? straight. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, How did that happen? I have no idea. Why I, are I, we I, just I, hearing about this? I woke up and there was a, <laughs> like a producer of CNN being like, hey, do you have time to um, do an interview about uh, your cat and straight? Is there a recording of this anywhere? How did they the know about it? you? Because I tweeted a video of uh, Miko playing. Oh, and did that uh, video like blow that up? One, and that one went viral. Yeah, it was one of the first like cats playing. Um, oh, videos I didn't realize you're... everyone ripped my content off. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize um, uh, yours went viral. Yeah, and uh, they hit me up um, and were like, "Do you want to talk about it?" And I was like, "Okay, I guess." I was, I was like, "I should probably do this because I can." <laughs> I'm making like. Cat-based mainstream media stuff like yeah. my thing because obviously Kiki went viral with the Donald. Oh, tweet. sure. So I was like, I could just ride the coattails of another cat, sure. And they were like, okay, we, uh, do you want to bring the cat up? And I was like, that is a that's a roll of the dice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can pick her up for sure. Well, whether she sticks around is another, mm-hmm. another question altogether. So I picked her up and put her in front of the camera. I cradled her like a baby. And she sat there for a good two or three minutes while I did this Aww. interview. Just wow. looking at her. It's so polite. And then eventually was like, 
fuck this. And then just, like, <laughs> and just like ran away. I was like, nah. I was like, all right, all right, relax, chill. <laughs> um, but she loves it. I'm like not that far in because mm-hmm. I start playing it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make some progress in this game. And mm-hmm. then she jumps in front of the TV. And oh. I just start like playing with the cat to play with her. Oh. So she's like, I, I've like done very, I just got the robot. Like oh, robot companion. B12, yeah. Yeah, re- okay. Yeah. Not far at all then. Not far at all. Um, and, and like, but she loves it. Like, it's her favorite game. <laughs> My cat <laughs> has a very obvious favorite game. But like, I used to play like with, I have like a little laser beam thing mm-hmm. she used to chase around. Oh, yeah. And like, she behaves the same way as when that's on. She's like, properly invested in it mm-hmm. and following it around. So yeah. I think I'm going to use that as her kind of like new treat toy yeah. thing. Aww. Turn it on and she's like, eh, and she watches it. But that game is good. It's really good. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah. Okay, I, w- I was a bit worried just like looking at the game where I'm like, oh, I really hope this isn't one of those where it's like, oh, the game is fine. But the fact that like you can play as a cat yeah. is like what is no. selling the experience I mean, I, I of mean, the game. <laughs> it, it's more that like they utilize being a cat very effectively yeah. to make mm-hmm. fun. The traversal and the puzzles like feel fun and fresh. The traversal is Assassin's Creed, by the way. Oh yeah, where you like hold X and you hold you just X auto, and just, and you do like, yep. very Assassin's Creed Unity. Yeah, very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is very much that. Um, but also, you can like pace your jump, so you can like. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. not just hold it; you can like tap it. I was always a little weirded. I'm like, why are they calling this like an open world platformer? Like, you're not actually platforming. Like, you're just <laughs> kind of. Aiming. Well, well so, you're just aiming at a spot, and you're pressing the button. The cat but, makes the jump for you. But, like, but what it is is it has. Uh, <laughs> like two styles of of levels it'll have these more like linear focus levels and then it has like three hub areas that you go through throughout and those hub areas are a little more like free form like oh i can wander around and there's like you know collectibles to find and puzzles to solve and areas to find like you might wander into like a sewer grate or something like that yeah tunnel and 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 be like oh there's a whole different place over here Mm -hmm. i don't know it feels like one of those things where like every open world game now is like oh yeah and we're an open world rpg i'm like are you though i mean i still wouldn't call it (laughs) open world i do think that's kind of a well weird... I'm, I'm more issued with the fact that they're like it's a platform i'm like no it's not you're not actually platforming <laughs> i would say you are in this game yeah I'd say you probably you, de- you definitely are in this game for sure but um, but it's but you're platforming in the way like assassin's creed platforming yeah. kind of more. listen if assassin's can you creed miss can a jump itself... though can you like jump off the ledge purposely no. Like, I feel like that's no, a core no, no. concept of a platformer game. Yeah. Maybe I'm just too old school. When it Sounds comes like to you're being a platformer snob. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> let the cats live. And, and I don't even know why I'm fighting for it. I usually don't even like playing platformers. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, it does, it is, like, fairly basic to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it does a lot of good world building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, environmental storytelling is super good in it as well. Like, wandering around, you get a good sense of what has happened over time. It's very charming, like top to bottom. Hundred percent. It's definitely on my list after the game that I'm playing that I can't talk about. (laughs) Yeah, like like, it's not a difficult game, and I never found any of the puzzles too challenging. But I, I think it, it, like you said, is just like so much fun, and like it's so well made that it's just like I'm having a very good, I'm having a pleasant time playing Mm. this, Um, and and yeah, like I mean, like being a cat is fucking adorable like you can walk around and you can like scratch on all the carpets and you can yeah. uh fuck up um sofas uh you, you can walk on keyboards you can walk on keyboards uh you can, you can knock down people who are sleeping you can knock down paint cans mm-hmm. uh which i suddenly understand nuisance. why it's why it's satisfying for cats to do that because <laughs> now every time i see something in that game on the edge i'm like 
I'm knocking that down. Yeah. So you're never going to <laughs> yell at your cat ever again. Thankfully, Miko doesn't knock stuff off, <laughs> off ledges. Like she'll she'll like she likes to hit things just to see what mm-hmm. happens. Like Kurt was um, with her the other day and trying to take another day, mm-hmm. a couple a week ago and trying to take a video of her. And she was like, "I'm gonna punch this camera," <laughs> and she just straight up punched <laughs> the camera. <laughs> Which is cute. Like, um, she's she's more of like a a boxer than a like a, mm-hmm. I'm gonna slap stuff off things. Which is cute. Yeah, but good game. Good game. Uh, yeah. Fun fun story. Uh, just enough. I feel like it, mm-hmm. like it, just enough world building to get you intrigued, but isn't like doesn't bog you down in, yeah. in like too much. Also, I think the game is like took a five and a half five hours, hours yeah. which mm-hmm. was let me tell you like that. Playing that and then also playing Escape Academy in the same weekend, it was just like this very satisfying, like back to back, like Gotta starting and finishing a game in yeah. like one sitting <laughs> and being like, it's it's like when you're checking off a bunch of things on like a to do list, you're just like, yeah. oh yeah, this is. And yes. what I love about them is like it's high production value short games, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. something that has been missing. It's it's basically the double A market again. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is something that has been really missing for a really long time because games became like we're very expensive, and because we're very expensive, we're fucking long as shit. And it's yeah. Like okay, I don't want to play this game for, stretched out for. All this time, you I think could like, just say Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I mean, say. Assassin's Creed are like the biggest and most egregious. Like, I can't believe that I franchise will, went from Assassin's Creed Two, which is like eight this. to ten hours. <laughs> yeah, to, I will happily like, say eighty percent of Assassin's Creed games are boring, and the other sure. percent are great. Yeah, that hurts and, like, me to the very true, depths though, of my I, soul. I, I think that as someone who who loved Assassin's Creed for a really long time and still wants it to be good, and Ubisoft is like got fucking three of them in the works, but like. There's so much fluff in those games now, and they're so like tedious. Yeah. In a not lot only of ways. do they have that many games in the works, one of them is one that's like, oh, this is the Assassin's Creed that'll never end. That'll it never will end. just keep adding yeah. to it, and it will just evolve. But, but, but it's like what forever. Tam said: it's the it's the <laughs> amount of content versus like how much fun all of it is. Like if yeah. they were to keep making an Assassin's Creed that's always updating but it's just like but each thing they add is just like this good. very good bite size like everything's great I'd be like way more into it mm-hmm. yeah. right it's kind of destiny like right like yeah. destiny keeps going and going and going and from what I hear <laughs> it's not always banger after banger but like they put out an expansion or a bit of content is usually good yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 I, I, they have hit a point in that game where every time they update it it feels good and substantial you're right it's not always perfect yeah, whereas, and certain like, elements of it but they have as opposed to like I feel like every time they they keep updating that game it just gets better and they're shaving off of like the Mm. excess in a way that Assassin's Creed is like the opposite problem they They just keep keep adding adding more more bloat bloat to it every time but there's that one Assassin's Creed game that's supposedly a classical Assassin's Creed game like a stealth focus but I think they're still trying to release it this year I don't know if that's going to happen because it's what july and we haven't really i think ubisoft is like a big (laughs) event that's supposed to be happening in august or something like that i just don't know i i really want to play another i really want to get into another assassin's creed game but if it's a 70 100 hour epic again i probably won't play it all the way through Mm -hmm. i'll maybe play a few hours and move on i want to be able to play an assassin's creed game from start to finish again and feel like oh there's a good Mm. character in there good story and the last character I was like really invested in was Bayek, and like yeah. Cassandra's great and all that, but I'm like she's in a game that won't that log goes on for way too long and is 
from the outset boring for a really long time like it is a, i feel like she would have been so much better if they didn't have to balance her personality against alexios yeah. where it's like these two people need to oh sure have the save storyline even though they're completely some of my favorite people. assassin's creed games have been like the um the dlc story packs mm-hmm. they do like focus the um the first dlc for origins the uh mummy one. Oh, the mummy one is the second one the first oh, one okay. where uh Bayek just has like we're just him as like an assassin and it's like a eight hour yeah. experience where he's like mm. you go and hunt this person and then this person and this person and then there's a final boss and then like <laughs> and then that's yeah, it and the, I'm like this is Freedom nice. Freedom Cry that's Freedom the Cry, one yeah. from uh, Black Flag Black where you play as yeah. I forget the name of the guy Adewale yeah. yes Adewale, and yeah. that's a great uh, little just like mm-hmm. little standalone thing where you're like here's this guy you already know who he is he's just gonna have his own little adventure it's so it's frustrating because fantastic Ubisoft is clearly very good at making short and sweet Assassin's Creed experiences sure but they just seem to keep making their development teams out like for one yeah. reason or another of being forced to make these tedious yeah, yeah. really they, long or even like you know, Far Cry Blood Dragon's another good example where it's mm. like, ooh, I think I kind of like it when Far Cry is just like a short little five-hour game rather than like Far Cry 6. I didn't finish that game. I never finished I Far got Cry a 6. third of the way through that game. <laughs> I, I beat like one map of the, the, the three giant sections yeah. and I and they're like, okay, now you got to do this uh, two and more times. And that was the easiest one. And that was the easiest and smallest one. one. Yeah. And I said, I'm, I'm actually good. Like, I think, got my fill. Yeah, I think Ubisoft makes the most exhausting games on in the industry right now. But it's like, also so weird because ball. every game is like that. Like they put out a Ghost Recon game and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like their their design team, like of the world, especially for Assassin's Creed, is almost second to none. Yeah, like their top ability top. Sure, to make yeah. a lifelike historical setting is so good. I'm like, you're wasting this talent because you create this amazing, amazing world yeah. and then you fill it with so many boring Just things. Boring <laughs> things, do, yeah. yeah. It, and then and it's then so weird because they do the discovery tour thing yeah. where it's like, and now we're going to come around and like show you this world. And I'm like, this is so fascinating and interesting. And there's almost a game, you know, the for Valhalla, it's like you can play as like different people of like different casts and there's different stories tied to each in discovery and yeah, discovery. Damn. So it's almost like another game within itself. That is, yeah, that's like a that's like a weird Viking simulator, like yeah, like kind of that's fascinating. It's like you could play as a church person, or you could play as a peasant, or like a Viking, and it's like depending on who you are, like different characters in the world will react to you differently. Really makes me sad is like they never realized the vision of the first Assassin's Creed. Which is, they moved on to 2, but 2 was a much bigger game mm-hmm. like right. almost immediately. It became like a big, big open world. Whereas I don't think open world was what they were going for in a major way in, in the first no, one. It was they, like connected areas, yeah. right? Because anything in between the... Because it was kind of like, you're at the castle, you get your mission, you go to the place, and then it's like this self-contained area where you're like, oh, you need to find out info on your target yeah. and like where he's going to be and then how you're going to actually kill him. And it's like, okay, you've completed... Yeah. Back to the castle, get your next the, yeah, assignment. Like the evolution of that is like Hitman. Like yeah. that's like what yeah. Which is what Assassin's I thought they were Creed. going for with that's Unity and Syndicate with their black box missions, but no one liked Unity and Syndicate, so I guess Ubisoft was like <laughs> great. Syndicate is great and Unity is okay. But Unity yeah. was also buggy as hell. But like the fact that they didn't take another crack at the original vision for Assassin's Creed I know. is such a shame. I wish I hope that one of the three games is is a straight up like back to basics. Let's yeah. create a small area that's incredibly dense 
and you can do things like the social stealth again and do also like actual assassination mm-hmm. missions again mm-hmm. because like open the open world element has taken the assassination part of it and just turn it into like a Looney Tunes adventure mm-hmm. wacky bullshit thing where it's like yeah, I'm yeah. gonna roll up with my massive axe and like just smack you in the head and then run off into any random direction and never mm-hmm. stop running because you will you will never catch me. You'd know, you don't have to do stealth if the punishment is that people are going to spot you, but you're so strong that you're going to win yeah. the fight. Like in Assassin's Creed 1, if you broke stealth, it's like, I'll tell you, you're like sucked at fighting. Well, like, it, it was like a big deal. I remember like there's like a real groundedness to that game where it's like you really wanted to plan it out. And I remember like when you get caught, you're like, oh shit. It was like a big yeah. deal trying to like run away and escape. And it was because you were in a smaller environment and there mm. were so many enemy guards and everyone was baiting you up at the same time as well. So it was like, I don't have a lot of places to hide. And like trying to break line of sight and find like hay bale or whatever or just some social yeah. like hiding point when there's an enemy around most corners gave it attention that was like i need to really observe my environment and be careful with my movements and once it does if i screw it up i'm on the back foot whereas in in all these modern games it's like you're never on the back foot like SEO onwards it was like everyone get in a circle and i'll murder you one remember all those youtube videos of like people being like playing as connor and killing like 200 guards in like 16 (laughs) minutes and yeah or like you know uh valhalla wherever where you're like literally Eivor so strong well Eivor you're like, literally <laughs> performing like Viking sieges and I'm yeah. like sure that fulfills the Viking fantasy yeah. but there's nothing assassin yeah, about assassin, this yeah, that's what I hate <laughs> like the assassin part of it has really fallen to I the was wayside. so excited sure. for Valhalla because it's like it takes place very close to Assassin's Creed 1 like right before that I'm like oh, I would love the idea of like a Viking learning like midway through the campaign it's like you know what sometimes just approaching a problem head on just is not the way to yeah. go Yeah, maybe and it was just gonna take like a Assassin's stealth characters. turn like yeah. right at some point just never happened such a shame I will say um, I don't know if you've played it but they did try the social stealth thing again at one point in assassin's creed liberation Liberation, which i thought was really fascinating because they're like oh what if you were a black woman who was light-skinned enough to like not pass but like be like oh you're kind of like you're the the good quote the good type of black person so it's like so you could pretend to be a slave or you could pretend to be like a noble woman and people right. would treat you differently. differently. And it hmm. kind of played with the fact that it's like, oh, you could be like in a noble woman guard and then like change into a slave outfit and walk past the same person. They treat you differently. I forgot But because about they that. were like white, they were like, oh, we, as soon as we see like the slave clothes, we're like, that's just another black woman. We're not even like looking at the face and noticing like, oh, it's the same yeah. person. And it was a really interesting concept yeah. that they just never It's the idea of, a, of your character in. blending into the <laughs> environment they're in. Like in Assassin's, in like you know other Assassin's Creed games, at no point does like Avor blend into their environment. No. They're just fucking running around with an axe, yeah. chopping people in half. I think the the game, like, it, it, the sad thing is like modern Assassin's Creed like saw what The Witcher and were like, let's be like that. When what they should have looked at was their own game, Rainbow Six Siege, and been like, or Hitman, or, or Hitman. Hitman. Like yeah. like Siege is something that is like completely different, but it's like. They looked at what they were making and they were like, what if we scaled down and made it more dense, more more like destructible, more focused, mm-hmm. more detailed. And, and they made a PvP. And they made a <laughs> PvP game out of it, yeah. And it was like really, really cool because like that level of detail was just unexpected from it. I would love them to kind of like go back to that and be like, let's make a small city 
really make it intense. Look at all this technology we've come up with to make yeah. massive worlds. Just shrink that down into like a small area where we make it super dense, super populated. And, you know, there's all these cool things that you can do and we tell a tight story. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm just sick of, like, going outside of a main city area and then running across fucking yeah. empty fields for, like, an hour. And it's like, oh. I'm also amazed with the direction that Ubisoft's gone in with, like, everything must be a service game. This is the future, so we're going to do it. That They never were like, you know what? Assassin's Creed future is just we're going to bring back the multiplayer, and that's just going to be a game that we update over time with new characters and new maps. I guess it just and, never like, did well enough for them to go in that direction. But, man, I played so much of that in Brotherhood. I've always wondered, though, like, in the same vein that, like, I'm not sure Siege multiplayer would work as well as if it did, if it had been, like, tacked on as the multiplayer to some other single player, like, Tom Clancy uh, Rainbow Six game. So I'm like, if there was just an Assassin's Creed game where it's like, it's just all multiplayer yeah. there's like there's no single player campaign attached to it well at all like <laughs> you know what i can see that actually maybe happening just because it seems like ubisoft is trying to throw like every yeah. type of like multiplayer live service game at the wall and see what sticks like they've got and, and uh, at this point yeah. skull and bones they've got uh, D- uh x defiant like they're just trying everything they mention x defiant in there because uh, no <laughs> they, people did not like that game when they announced it and they're making so many assassin's creed games but it's just hilarious, but like they are making so many fucking Assassin's Creed games that they're gonna accidentally make one that someone actually wants. <laughs> like they're like we're making one trillion Assassin's Creed games, and one of them will be like, thank you, or like this is what we asked for. So I, I don't ima- I imagine that at some point they're gonna be like, we've got a smaller Assassin's Creed here that's you know a little more detailed and isn't as big, and you can p- complete it and. Takes place in Japan, and everyone's gonna be like, "Hey, you didn't mean hey, to do you this, did, but you, you did, did the thing that Come we've on. asked for since Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. <laughs> Paladin Killer in the Giant Bomb chat says, "My favorite parts of the modern AC games have been the tightly packed areas like fortresses, etc., that you need to stealth and oh, slay sure. your way through. Yeah, mm-hmm. but spending ten minutes on a horseback to get there is a bore. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's also one of yeah, those things. I agree. It's not like social stealth in the fortress. I also like those parts where you're like just like." jumping from, like, rooftop to rooftop and, like, sniping people with a bow and, like, doing the air assassination, dragging the body into a hay bale. But it's not social stealth. It's more like, oh, the second someone spots me, it's like, all right, it's combat yeah. fighting time yeah that, that's it's more not like, like social where it's like oh i'm hiding in the crowd totally yeah. that, that's a more like strategic you're taking out this base mm-hmm. um although as much as i as much fun as i did have with that in like odyssey i also did it like 20 times and then was like i, I did s- it i've maybe, now stopped yeah. having fun with this but i remember the first like couple times i did it i was really into it one of the dlcs was just that over and over wow. again wow like and it was <laughs> The thing about it is, like, when you create, when you put stealth into bigger games, you're, you kind of dilute the mechanicals side of it. Sure. And generally what happens is most of the time, most in my experience, most of the time you, you effectively design towards action more than stealth mm-hmm. because you know that, like, mo- in most scenarios, it's going to devolve into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, 
the stealth parts of Assassin's Creed games, modern ones, even in like stuff like the fortresses, aren't very good. They're not very developed. They don't feel modern at all. They feel quite archaic. archaic. And uh, they all feel like they're pushing towards that moment where it all pops off and they're like, oh, this is, you know, you yeah. the punch is just like, no. Other than Metal Gear Solid Five, which is the only, like, I feel like pure stealth game mm. in an open world scenario. But how does I it- always wanted Assassin's Creed to copy, like, Metal Gear Solid Five and do the whole thing where it's like, oh, if you, like, attack a base in a certain way, like, and you come back later, they'll have prepared yeah. Yeah. defenses Cause, cause, based on how you came at them yeah, the first time. Metal Gear Solid I'm like, 5. God, this is so fucking cool. Metal Gear Solid 5 has, <laughs> has, like, it focuses, eventually, you're in an open world like Afghanistan, but eventually you are stumbling upon a small encampment everywhere. Yeah. So it's always, like, a closed, designed area, as yeah. opposed to, like, you're in the open world, do some stealth, and it's like, what do you mean do some stuff? There's a tree and fucking uh, uh, one half <laughs> a building and Which 20 is a, enemies. Why in three, or maybe it was four, but in one of them they're like, and now there are bushes that oh. if you like go into, your character will automatically <laughs> yeah. crouch oh, and stealth in. Yeah, I think that was three yeah. out of that. Because yeah. <laughs> they're so like, annoying. and we're outside of, there's no like cities here. How do, how do the people stealth? Yeah, <laughs> I think like Phantom Pain was just it gave you so many tools to work with that it felt like it it left it up to you to decide how to do yeah. it. Or like Assassin's Creed, it's very much like, see that highlighted thing? You can hide in that highlighted thing. Yeah, do the thing <laughs> in the highlighted thing. There's a very obvious path. I don't know if Ubisoft will ever change. Like, aren't Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla the three, like, best-selling That's the thing. Assassin's I mean, Creed we're, games we're, of all time? Clearly people like, enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> we're saying all this, like, but... More power to you, but I don't understand. Like, I don't... I just do not have it. I, did, I, I do I actually have, really like yeah odyssey and I mean, somewhat valhalla but yeah. like i understand where people are like they're so much boring i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> i so didn't have to because like i'm a capital g gamer and i'm like <laughs> i should care about these games and i should want to play these games especially as someone with a history with them and yet every time they announce one an announcement i feel like the life is drained from me because i'm like I'm, ne- I'm never going to play that more than a couple mm. of hours because you've announced another open world one so I know like 80% of the content is going to be uninteresting to mm. me and uh, so. the moment I knew that Valhalla was going to be a bit like that there wasn't going to be like anything to do or look at between places was when I was reviewing it and I noticed like oh there's a button you press that when you get on your horse or in your longboat if you press it it will just automatically go to the waypoint uh-huh. that you set for it so I'm like I would set the waypoint to, like, the next main mission and just, like, hold down the A button and, like, the horse would just take off. And oh. then I would just be able to take out my phone and look at Twitter for five Some minutes do that while the horse was just going all the <laughs> yeah. way. And I'm like, this like, is an indication that there's not enough that. exciting like Red things Dead to that. do. Red Dead did that, but, like, Red Dead also <laughs> had a lot of things happening along the way. You'd go into, like, the auto traversal mm-hmm. for the horse and eventually, like, two minutes into it, you'd hear someone be like, help me. And you're like, yeah, oh, exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And, like... um and there's other games that have done it as well. I th- think Ghost of Tsushima has a bit of that as well. Sure. I think, I think you can auto kind of like traverse in that game. I also think the difference is like both Red Dead and Ghost for me um, have like a like a mood to like riding around where it, yeah. it just like creates like a sense of like place and atmosphere that I've never quite gotten with Assassin's Creed. Like it clearly wants to go with that. And I think I felt a little bit of that in Origins, but I, I also feel like Origins feels very well researched. Like they'd yeah. have like the theme yeah. of Egypt down very well. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, it was definitely like, I'm going to turn the HUD off. I'm not going to, I'm just going to kind of like let this game sweep me up. But um, you're right. Actually, like the, when I think about the way Red Dead moves or, 
or like uh, Ghost of Shima, I think of uh, like a mood and ambience to it. Yeah. And when I think about Assassin's Creed, all I hear is the sound of foot hitting the ground running. <laughs> yeah. And I have the similar thing for Metal Gear, but like the reason I remember that is because the sound of Snake moving in the open world and is is like so satisfying, mm-hmm. and the way he moves is so satisfying. Like that sound of his like his gear like yeah. brushing up against itself and the wind as he's running it feels like whereas Assassin's Creed I'm thinking about it, I'm like I don't remember anything between any any of these main missions <laughs> just, Ubisoft just wants to make a Witcher game and I'm just like just make just make a fantasy just make a fantasy game I know that they are like look the Assassin's Creed name sells if we just put it on anything it's gonna yeah. So, yeah. but I'm like, you clearly just want to make The Witcher. You've given magical powers to your protagonist. Just <laughs> make a fantasy game. That is true. Game. Yeah, they have. Like <laughs> in the in the Twitch chat for Gamespot, uh, Node three six seven says Japan would be cool or Civil War setting. North is assassins. South is Templars. Just the entire South. <laughs> entire South is <laughs> Templars. Holy shit! Wow, <laughs> quite something. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think they could get away with that. Be like, no <laughs> politics in our game. Here's our Assassin's Creed game where the North is uh, Assassin's, South is Templars. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, AC Civil War would be goated. That would be uh, incredible. I'll say if it wasn't for the fact that like Red Dead Redemption 2 is already such like a perfect simulation of like the Wild West, West setting. Mm. I've always wanted an Assassin's Creed game that's kind of set like in... California or Nevada during like a time period where it's like look this is the town and like you're just kind of told that there's a Templar you have to hunt I, in here I but you don't know who the person because my is. favorite thing about Assassin's Creed games is when they do the weird like you're friends with everyone in history so you could yeah. do like ah oh, here's Billy the Kid and here's like you could just get like all the classic um, yeah I <laughs> can't believe they didn't lean harder into the Ezio created cappuccino moments or, or latte moments for future things like that's getting, true they never yeah. goofy really did that yeah. they did a little bit of it in three yeah, like you know it's like ah like, oh, you know uh, uh connor influenced george washington to be a good person or something yeah. i guess they, <laughs> they kind of do it in syndicate uh during the world war one uh section where you're talking to churchill and he's like oh if you if you help us we'll do everything in our power to like make you a huge name in history and the woman's like i would just like the right to vote and he's like we could also do that too. <laughs> you know that's another one that they've they tease but like like, there is a lot of potential is like just rip off the saboteur and just do yeah, an assassin's creed where you are in a nazi occupied city in europe mm-hmm. and you have to be a, a stealthy assassin murdering nazis that's a good idea that's so good or please take that think about this <laughs> take every assassin character and put them in a smash brothers clone <laughs> <laughs> We're more likely to get a Smash Brothers Assassin's Creed game. I hate it. Than we are I hate a, it so a much. smaller uh, <laughs> actual stealth focus game. Zombie Pie in the Giant Bomb chat has. We're going to end on this discussion okay. for this Assassin's Creed. Wait, do you want to just talk about Assassin's Creed for the next hour? <laughs> no, we're going to end on this discussion, this discussion point for Assassin's Creed here. How do we get here from straight? I don't know. <laughs> um, Zombie Pie says, look, when you look at the current state of its law, Assassin's Creed is Western Kingdom Hearts. Damn. (laughs) Is it, though? It's Kingdom Hearts, but for, like, real-world historical figures. Yeah. Where it's just, like, your character just keeps meeting all these different... Organization 13? Is it 13? Yes, 13. 13. They're just the Templars? They're Templars. (laughs) 
He's right. I don't want to agree with this. I don't want Keyblades? to sully Assassin's Creed Keyblades? with Kingdom Hearts. Keyblades? Yeah, little... Yep. No. <laughs> that, the, uh... Okay. <laughs> now I'm picturing, like, uh, the Keyblade, but it's the little Assassin's Creed. <laughs> like Mickey Mouse is going <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> okay, so we can find more allegories. So who would be the Xehanort of... <laughs> Of, um, of of the Assassin's Creed. So we're in the Assassin's Creed. Well, the Xehanort, that would have, Ju- have been Juno, right? Juno, would yeah. have Juno, Juno. was the Xehanort yeah. of... That would make... Altair would be King Mickey. I Not Altair. Don't. Uh, Ezio would be King Mickey. Ezio would be King Mickey. Because he comes back constantly, right? He comes back for like <laughs> God three damn games it, and yes. constantly <laughs> refer to him. Um, who else is there? Uh, there's a bunch of other... I hate Touch this. Touch points. Cassandra is uh, the aqua of King... Aqua, uh, aqua yeah, Cassandra, sure. Because yeah, yeah. she goes, she goes yeah. away and then she comes back in the present and she looks the exact same. Yeah, that's that's one. Who is the, who is the Riku <laughs> of, of Assassin's Creed, though? <laughs> Who's the Riku of Assassin's, Assassin's Creed? Creed? Was there ever a character that was, like, betrayed you and turned out to be the villain? Lucy. Doesn't you find out yeah. that she's eventually oh, a sure. double agent? She's a double agent. I hate th- the way they handled that That's plot so point. Bad. So bad. It was I so bad. I think they just did not want to pay. Th- wasn't it Kristen Dunst? Yeah, yes. Kristen Dunst. I like. I don't I, think they just wanted to pay her. For I think they just. Wa- it felt like game. they were just yeah. writing her out of the story, <laughs> and I really. That is when like my interest in like because I was really into like so the, 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 the weird modern <laughs> lore stuff of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like it was just weird enough that I was like into it. Yeah. When that happened, I was like. Oh, and then it just went downhill from there. Node says losing Desmond as an anchor was bad, and I agree with that. I agree. Once they lost Desmond, I was like, you weren't doing great things with Desmond, but now you're just, like, unchained. I said, do you want me to spoil something about Valhalla for you? Will chat be mad if I spoil something about the end of Assassin's Creed Valhalla? if you care about the end of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, block your ears because we're about to spoil it. As I do, I do. Skip, skip ahead for the next 30 seconds, yeah. I Des- guess. Desmond comes back. Really? At the end of Valhalla. Is he still played by Nolan North? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? At the end of Valhalla. How does that work? What, what the hell happens? Yeah. So, like, they found his body and they brought so, him back to so life? The new, so the new protagonist, Layla, right. she, like, Layla jacks, yeah, she jacks into uh, this, like, tra- really yeah. advanced... Uh, Animus that it it comes to light that the machine that Desmond activated at the end of AC three. Oh, how do they like, how do they expect people to remember that? <laughs> like that story was dog shit. How do they remember? How are they? Because they're expecting oh people God. like me, Tam, to be playing through all these games. Yeah. I, I played but, that game. I could not tell you anything Desmond did in that game. Well, they're saying that Desmond activated the machine. It kept going, and it's now causing I don't know to like amplify the sun's rays so much that it's like global warming. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the entire world's going to like melt or something like that. So Layla goes into that machine to turn it back on. And when she's in there, she finds the construct of like Desmond. And he like basically reveals he's like, oh, I've been like reading. I've, oh and he becomes the God. new Juno where he's like, I've been reading all the timelines. And like I've led oh as many God. things up to this point as I can. He's like, but I don't know how to get past like this uh, upcoming point in the timeline. It just always ends in failure. And Layla like provides a reason. He's like, if we do this, you're going to be stuck in here with me. And she's like, 
Yeah, but it's totally fine. And so, like, the Is two the of them... the fate of all the main Assassin's Creed characters like, now? And they're, like, just these computer programs who are, like, planning the future of... And it's, like, the end of uh, the Loki show where it's, like, and now it's branching into all these oh, times. Oh, my God. God. Like... That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Ubisoft. Okay. Come on, man. Oh, that's me. I don't know what's more upsetting, the Kingdom Hearts or the fact that Desmond is a weird fucking computer being now that's just plotting. Made of pure light. Made of pure light. So he's like Doctor Strange. So it's one of those things where he's like, he's just called Unknown Man. So unless you've played the old Assassin's Creed games, you don't know it's Desmond. Um, He doesn't doesn't introduce himself. So it's just the voice and his like face model, like just all bathed in light. So the only way to tell it is Desmond is it's Nolan North. It's Nolan North. And you're like, wow. Where I'm like, well, I know who this is. Okay, I mean, anyone I, who's played Assassin's Creed since Assassin's Creed Four yeah. has no idea who this character Interesting. is. That's bizarre. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, Assassin's Creed is at so that anyway, point. Yeah, Yesterday's Astra- a good game. <laughs> Yesterday's pretty cool. I highly recommend it. Uh, if you like cats, if you like good time. Uh, yeah. um, I've been playing, continue to play Resident Evil. Uh, that game went from being okay and kind of fun to being bad very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the once uh, pretty much the moment uh, after the clock tower fight. With, yeah, um, that fight is bad. Yeah, yeah, that uh, fight that, is exceptionally bad. That, like once that you is where the, the point game, of the game where the game is no longer following the plot line of the original Resident yeah, the, Evil Three. Yes, like. that's that, the second it does that, <laughs> so it I was, stops. Being I started up good. my stream uh, on Wednesday and I was like, oh, I'm five hours in. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm probably approaching the lab section, which is the end of every Resident Evil game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta have so a lab. I'll just bang this out three hours, three, four hours, it's done. <laughs> I, that fight took me an hour. Really? Yeah, like, genuine, because it's so weird and bad. And, like, the camera is, like, it, it doesn't... You're in an arena. You're in, like, in front of this clock tower, and it's, like, a, a fountain in the middle or whatever, mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Yeah. And... The nemesis is huge, and he's constantly running up to mm-hmm. you, so the camera is always, like, swinging low. And so it's just like, oh, okay, I can't see most of the time. It wants you to run away from him, but then he's running at you, and you can't really dodge him. So he just appears behind you, hits you, and you're like, okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think he has, like, a one-hit kill move, too. Yeah, he, yeah. Does. he does have one-hit no. kill move. <laughs> well, the, after that, you, from that point on... You, you can feel... Actually, you start to feel it when Carlos arrives in RCPD from Resident Evil 2, where you're like, oh, you're stretching this out. You're really stretching <laughs> yeah. this out. And then, like, you but go that's from... It's okay, but then it's like... It's like, oh. it's cool in a way, but then you're like... Mm, and then you go do that fight. And, like, the, that, the thing about that fight is... I started it, and I was like, okay, let me just focus on seeing what he's like. I got to the point very quickly where I could stand in place and dodge every single one of his mm. tanks perfectly. So I was just standing there making a mockery of him. And <laughs> right. it's like, now it's like fight the and guy. And now it's not a scary yeah. game anymore. And then it's like, and then he does the thing where he's like running around on the thing, and you shoot him down, and you just like bullet sponge him for literally minutes yeah. at a time. I was like, okay, you're just boring. You're just like drawing it out. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you go into like that weird collar section. In, the hospital? At the hospital and it's literally a maze where every corridor looks the same and you just, I was just constantly like yeah. getting lost and there's one bit where it's like here's the key to the locker room and then there's no part of the map where it says locker room, <laughs> locker room. I remember getting could not being able to find that locker yeah, for and it's while. like yes. I'm looking at the key and I'm like that. it says locker room on it but there's no room in here that's listed as locker room and then eventually someone in my chat went oh, I think it's the staff room and I was like what? 
Why would I go to the staff room with a locker yeah. room key? Yeah, it's like it's not awful, but it's just like it just feels such a step down. Like there's things I like about the hospital section. Like I like that uh, they put the hunters in there after, so it's like, hey, here's an enemy that'll kill you one well, hit. Well, <laughs> well I, yes, it's tough. I do kind of I like it in that it's like okay, it's like you're way more powerful. So I kind of like that they throw a couple one hit enemies, but it mm. the problem is that it just kind of goes back to what we said before, where it's like Resident Evil Two in my opinion incredible is i think resident evil 2 is one of the best resident evil games i think it's one of the best video games ever made yes like, because yes. not not just remake. not just remake just best yeah, games resident evil 2 is like, one of the best games ever made <laughs> resident evil 2 remake is 100% like play this game before you die kind oh, of oh yeah 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 so i mean in my opinion there are three resident evil games that fit that category and that's resident evil remake resident evil 4 and resident evil 2 remake yeah. and that is and what makes resident evil 2 remake so great is that it took everything about what made resident evil one remake amazing and everything that made resident evil four amazing when before it felt like these are two separate franchises in like gameplay style Mm -hmm. right like these just don't there's there's pre resident evil four and there's post resident evil four resident evil two said fuck that we're gonna fuse the two together and make the perfect video game it's so good and then resident evil resident evil three they just had to repeat that I, and then they, game, they didn't. If I remember correctly, that game was developed concurrently. Yeah, and, yes, I think and so. And like it shows because it's shorter. It's m- there's much le- less uh, oh, just depth one to more it. Year. And the, the, the most bizarre thing is like, hey, um, we've got this character called a Nemesis. He's designed to stalk you, and they completely biff it. They did, like, and mm-hmm. it makes no sense because Mr. X in in Resident Evil Two Remake behaves like. Nemesis. Nemesis. Yes, and, and then Nemesis of, behaves like how Mr. Mr. X behaved X in the original yeah, one, where he was just a scripted like, person. Like they on? flipped it, yeah, and I'm like, like, why would you do that? And the idea, though, of a Nemesis that it's like, oh, it's Mr. X, but he's also like evolving over the course of yeah, the campaign. So it's like it's not the same Denver. same person like stalking you. It's a slightly scarier person that, over that time. That was what made the original you. three cool. Was like they basically said, hey, that idea with Mr. X and two. What if we expand upon that? And you're like, perfect. So when they made Mr. X and remake, it was like, oh my god! If they expand upon this, it'll be have the, it'll be amazing. The first thing that I thought was when I played Resident Evil Two Remake and Mr. X showed up and was doing all that stuff was like, I cannot wait until they do Resident Evil Three and they use this for Nemesis because yes. I loved Three, like I loved yeah. the Nemesis part of it. Obviously, it was more contained, where it was like he would show up in an area and then would just like stalk you around that area. The evolution of that they've turned into is like he appears busts through a wall you run away from him and almost in every scenario you put some shutters down and mm-hmm. he gives up yeah and i like, think there's only one part of the game where he hunts you i think there's, there's only one, one part where he hunts you part. and it and it is even though that in the rest and of it's all last like 35 seconds it's not a very long part <laughs> and but like versus the original version of three where it's like yes there were scripted parts where he'd show up but there was also a ton of time where he would just randomly show up and yeah, that does right. not happen in remake the, the whole thing where every time you meet him and they run away and put some shutters down is mind-blowing to me because like <laughs> at the start of that encounter he kicks a building over to come over and <laughs> that's like, true well there's some fucking shutters here i guess i can't do anything about that it's like are you allergic to shutters what's going on and like, the opening though of resident evil 3 remake where it like chimpleary shifts and like you're jill just like running it's from... a great great sequence great, yeah. great fucking yeah opening. the whole opening of the game is 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 fantastic in my opinion yeah but I, i've yeah. reached the point where i'm like this is boring now that whole boss fight was like really really yeah. tedious 
mm-hmm. then the next section after it, I was like, oh, this is boring. It's left me in such a weird spot for, for Resident <laughs> Evil 4 remake because it's like, man, Resident Evil 2 remake is probably my favorite survival horror game that I've ever played. And Resident Evil 3 remake is not the worst, but it's very low very close, yeah. like <laughs> on my list. And I'm like, well, I assume they won't fuck up Resident Evil 4 Remake. So they can't question. because it's Resident Evil 4. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, it depends what they go with it. In, like... the, uh, in the GameSpot uh, <laughs> chat, Twitch chat, um, Node367 says, do the shortcomings of RE3 Remake um, worry you about a little bit for or future remakes? Maybe, ever? but I mean... Not I, so much that I think it's going to be bad, but just I, like I do remember bit. that they were going in one... Like, there was like... Uh, like a shift, like yeah. a shift at one point it was kind of leaked that it was like oh they were working on it but then like there were some like differences over how to go I think Resident Evil 3 kind of spooked them a little bit and they yes. were like ooh okay we should like be a little more careful so I've heard that game is very different from the original Resident Evil 4 um, do you think, I mean, like, it looks, do you think it looks they changed different. like without spoiling like the last area oh, of the, the, that game the to island? make it like fit a little bit more I with so. the yeah. rest change of... that <laughs> shorten the castle a little bit maybe you could honestly you could ditch the mine stuff in between if I'm being honest make Salazar shorter yes increasingly shorter every <laughs> he's time he's like two and a half yes. feet tall he's even shorter <laughs> well, well the thing that's cool is that you're the little bit they've shown they are taking a weird amount of influence from Resident Evil 3.5, which I mm-hmm. find fascinating. Like, Leon's jacket is the jacket mm-hmm. in that yeah. unused version of 4, which I think is really interesting. But then it's, like, stuff like, oh, he's holding the flashlight, which yeah. is a thing from not only Resident Evil 3.5, but also Resident Evil 2. Two. So mm-hmm. they're kind of leaning, it seems like they're leaning more into, I, like, a slower pace that Resident Evil 2 mm-hmm. has, which to me... I'm all for because I think I've gone back and forth about this. We'll show the part that will get up to the start of the story because Resident Evil 4 kind of just drops you. Well, they also clearly showed sequences (laughs) where like Ashley's running away Mm -hmm. and I'm like, ooh, maybe they're going to have more extended moments where you play as Ashley. Um, That would be more interesting than the least. Please make her less annoying. Please make her less annoying. Ada or something like that. I hope Mm -hmm. she's still voiced by Sandy Cheeks. I think that'd be funny. (laughs) That'd be pretty funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like this game... I feel like Resident Evil 3 Remake feels like a game where they were like, just do your best. We don't really care about it. Um, whereas whereas Resident Evil 2 was the one that they were like, yeah, this is this is, this is is the one we care about. Resident Evil 3 well, 2 was like a passion like, project. Yeah, like exactly. They had to... They, they've been trying to make that forever. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they had the We Did It shirt. Yeah, like exactly. It was a huge deal. Like They had to really fight for that game. Yeah. And I think Resident Evil 4 is like Resident Evil 2 where they're like, this is too big to fail. We cannot fuck this yeah. up. Like if we, <laughs> yeah. we're not releasing this until this thing is as good as Resident Evil 2 remake. And, and I if think if it comes I, out and it's a Resident Evil 3 style thing, yeah. I don't. I don't no. think they do. They do not want to release that game to six no, out of ten, no, seven no, out of ten. That, that game needs to be like eights, nines, and tens for them. And, and, and I have I've gone back and forth on like how faithful do I want it to be to the original, and I think I finally landed on I I would like it to be different in mm-hmm. the sense that like obviously like. I think a lot of it can be the same, but it, but I'm I would I wouldn't mind if they went for a slower, more horror tone mm-hmm. over like mm-hmm. the goofy tone. Like as much as I'm gonna miss, uh, like where's everyone going? Mm-hmm. Bingo! Like yeah, I just don't think it fits with that version of Leon. And if they want to have this like, you know, remake continuity that they're kind of trying to do, yeah. like I'm fine with them playing it a little more straight, a little more serious, yeah. uh, not being quite as goofy with it. Yeah. Um, obviously, I still want some goofy stuff. Definitely. Like, definitely. It'll be very interesting to see how the overall perception of this game is because Resident Evil isn't exactly 
Dead Space, but like they're very similar, and the remakes kind of bring them a little bit more in line oh, with how Dead they straight Space... up admitted that they yeah. were inspired by Dead Space for. Re- and like we're about too. to get a shit ton of oh, <laughs> Dead Space, Space games, games. <laughs> like um, yeah. so it's like, will Resident Evil Four remake be near the top of like the Dead Space games that we have, or will it be? It'll more probably like be more gory. Middle of the road, because I'm like. So we'll have Callisto Protocol, and assuming Dead Space Remake still is coming out early 2023, we'll have that, and then we'll have yeah. Resident Evil 4 Yeah, that's Yeah, that's going to be three games in a row. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I'm excited for more Resident Evil. I just hope it's more along the lines of Resident Evil 2 Remake and less along the lines of Resident Evil 3 Remake. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, and then remake Code Veronica. Code Veronica should be 100%. <laughs> uh, if they really should remake I Code Veronica. Oh, God. It, I, I'm, like, convinced it's going to be Code Veronica next. That, des- that deserves a... Re- that was supposed to be 3. Like, yeah, and uh, also, like, mm-hmm. it's the lesser known of them all. Like, mm-hmm. the Resident Evil fans like us care about Code Veronica. And sure. We, we also, it. that story just needs to be remade because some of the voice acting and like really plot yeah, lines of it are just not they good. Could, they could improve. That, that's <laughs> also the game where Resident Evil shifted into a very schlocky yeah. kind of... But in the know. same way that like Resident Evil 1 remake kind of like takes some of the goofier, cheesier aspects of the original Resident Evil and does like... Does it a lot better. Does it a lot better. Yeah. I'm like, you, oh, could do that. you could do that for Code Veronica. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> well, there you have it. The future of Resident Evil remains to be seen, but we hope it's a good one. Wow, we went on for a really long time. We talked today. about Assassin's Creed for Assassin's way Creed? too yeah, long. That's okay. <laughs> it's time to end the show. Is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, it's like 4.30. It's Holy like 4:30. shit. Yeah, we, we thought this, let's peek behind the curtains for everyone. We have an empty production sheet here where we were like, what are we going to talk about? Let's figure it out. And then we talked at length about two games. <laughs> Do we want to take, uh, take the question of the week? Uh, we can really yeah. like just just that one question. I think week. we should yeah. save that for the next one. Oh, okay. Well, I, think, I, I, I think I think well, we should save it. I was saying, well, we'll, we'll have what, a new question. Yeah, we'll have a new week. question every week, though. That's the thing. I think we have to compound it. I okay. Think we'll okay. 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 I would love to, but I right. things. So. Okay. That, okay. Okay. I understand. <laughs> uh, but I guess for the audience, um, the lovely mod uh, Maria, aka mm-hmm. Serious Business, does a question of the week every week over on our Discord. Um, so if you're not in the Discord and you want to get involved in the conversation, hang out with some yeah. fun people, talk about fun hypotheticals. That's one of the cool things you can do over in our Discord. Yeah. We'll, we'll make a, we'll make sure that we do last uh, the next one and also maybe do this one on yeah. the next episode. I mean, next week's episode should be uh, a fun special one. Why? Because because Jake, oh, okay. Jake's gonna yeah, be here. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Podfather. I was looking at my <laughs> calendar like, like what's going on next week? <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, exactly. I'm um, like, it's all. It's no, it should, nothing should be happening. It'll be a fi- it'll be a five person <laughs> podcast as well. Oh That'll yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be cool. So maybe we'll, we'll have start having five person podcasts regularly. Oh yeah, which works out for us mm-hmm. because we're always looking for extra um, stuff to talk about. So there you have it. Thank you for watching another live and also recorded episode of uh, the Game Spot After Dark podcast. My brain was like giant bomb After Dark podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Jeff no. Jeff's Bizarre. Jeff Jeff's Bizarre. After, after Dark. dark. <laughs> My brain is just shutting down. It's like, you gotta go, man. Um, as we said at the top of the show, if you are watching live on twitch.tv forward slash GameSpot, please do hit the follow button. And if you're listening on podcast services after the fact, please do rate and review us. It helps massively. Um, we're going to be back for another episode at the same time next week. In the meantime, mm-hmm. Jean-Luc, where you at? What are you up to? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Twitter, uh, at Jean-Luc Seipke. Working on some cool stuff in the background, editing some fun videos. Uh, a show that should be launching pretty soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't say anything more, because I, I don't think that information is out there. But that should be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I... Uh, I also edit uh, Jeff Jeff's Bizarre Adventure, which I don't really talk much about, but yeah, I edit that, and that's fun. Um, this this week's episode was a was a really fun one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check it out. Um, Jordan, what about you? Uh, folks can find me over at Twitter at jmremay, uh, getting everything right about Apex Legends. I'm so happy that my theory <laughs> is going to be proven right based on the tease that Respawn released today. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am working on some other stuff that I'll be able to talk about next week. Okay. But yeah. Lovely. And I'm on everywhere at Tomorrow H, that's Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, except for TikTok where I'm Demolition Town for some reason. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm continuing to stream Resident Evil. I think I'm going to try and finish it on my next stream, which is either going to be today or when you're listening to it or on Monday we'll figure that out and then I'm working on a bunch of things in the background Jeff Jeff's Bizarre Adventure I was on voicemail dump truck so you can check the latest episode of that out and I was on Bombcast this week as well and then working on a few features in the background with other people that hopefully you'll see again very soon and we will see you next week goodbye everyone bye bye